Lord, Spirit, Amen. Today's sermon I, I entitled Steward, Stewards of Expectations. As you know, today is the feast of the entry of the Theotokos into the temple. At age three, her parents, Joachim and Anna, dedicated the Virgin Mary, and she went into the temple and did not leave until the Annunciation and her betrothal to Joseph. But the epistle tells us, and these were the expectations of the people at the time, that there was a Holy of Holies. Behind the second curtain stood a tent called the Holy of Holies, having the golden altar of incense, and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, which contained a golden urn holding the manna, and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. These preparations having thus been made, the priests go continually into the outer tent, performing their ritual duties, but into the second only the high priest goes, and he but once a year, and not without taking blood, which he offers for himself, and for the errors of the people. That was the expectation of the Holy Holies. What was not expected was that a three-year-old girl would be taken into the Holy of Holies. And I don't know what kind of outrageous contrast you can conjure in your mind of what would be more inappropriate than taking a three-year-old girl into the Holy Holies, except if it was ordained by God, if the whole purpose of the Holy of Holies was creating the space for God to become man. So if you understand it in that light, then it is, makes perfect sense. And the timing is perfect because the Virgin Mary became the temple of God. Now we look at the Virgin Mary's expectations. Of course, at three years old, you don't have many expectations. You like to play. You like to be a child. You like to just live your life. And so she was in the temple growing and maturing. And it wasn't until after at least ten years that the archangel came to her. She was ready by that time. Her body was mature. Her spirit was mature. She'd been in the temple with God, praising God, being a person in God's presence. And so when the time came, her response, which the Lord asked her through the archangel Gabriel, he asked her, he asked her if she could do that. It was a voluntary thing. He obeyed her, whatever you say, that's what we'll do. And she said, let it be done to thy handmaiden according to thy word. In the morning Orthros Gospel, we recite the encounter with her cousin, Elizabeth. And as we know the story, when Mary greets Elizabeth, the baby in Elizabeth's womb leaps for joy. That is because John recognizes the presence of God in Mary. 
And Mary's expectations then are said in the Magnificat. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. She had no idea what would happen in her life and what was coming. But she just knew at that moment how blessed she was. Then we look at the gospel lesson. The expectations of Martha and Mary. Martha was getting frustrated with Mary because she was doing all the work. She expected Mary to help her. But what was Mary doing? Mary was obeying Matthew 11:29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's what Mary was doing. She was sitting at Christ's feet, being in his presence. And that's what God commended. So many times, our stewardship of expectations is what makes us bitter or makes us frustrated in life. We expect something and it doesn't happen. And we get angry and we get put out. So here Martha was getting put out because Mary was not doing what she expected her to do. Now when people come into the Orthodox Church, and I was this way, I came in with a lot of energy and a lot of zeal. I wanted to do something for God. But as you saw, the Virgin Mary was in the temple for ten years, just being with God. Not doing anything particularly, but being with God. God calls us to be stewards of our expectations, and this is what he wants us to do with them. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to rest in him. That may sound like an easy thing. But when we feel the responsibility of the world on our shoulders, when we have demands upon us, when we have ambitions and desires, one of the hardest things to do can to be to rest in God, to let go of our expectations. Someone recently said to me, now that my expectations have been dashed for the thousandth time, I'm ready to listen to God. Frustrated at every corner, forced into submission, they finally surrender. And when they surrender, they find rest. They find Christ. The world isn't the weight on their shoulders. Now, their only job is to do His will. And not to replace our will, our religious will with His will, but to listen, to obey, to rest. Remember what Christ told us in Matthew 11.29? 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Now that is not a static situation. That is a situation that has to happen on a regular basis. Even those in church work can get, just like Martha, busy, frantic with the work of the kingdom. And then they begin to lose the peace and the rest. They find themselves detached from joy, from peace. At that moment, it's good to take a step back and listen and be still and know that I am God. He's not here to frustrate us. He's here to give us life, true life. It's just that sometimes it's a paradox. It's hard to find. It's hard to understand. But he tells us he loves us. And we see that in the life of the Virgin Mary. Her life didn't end at the Annunciation. It began. And she began to be amazed at the things that God did. Her life was not a life without pain and suffering. She saw her son crucified before her very eyes. I'm sure it plunged her into great confusion and perplexion, not knowing God's plan, but having her own expectations, which were dashed until the resurrection. As the mother of God, we celebrate that entry into the temple today. Her holiness, her purity, the fact that she was chosen by God for this great mission. That God would abide in her. And because she was a good steward of her ministry, God also abides in us. But it doesn't stop there. God asks us to be good stewards of him in us so that more people can find how to live in Christ. May we celebrate and rejoice this thanksgiving for all the good gifts that God has given us and give him thanks and glory now and forever and to the ages of ages. Amen.